0: welcome on Texas football it's time for Jerry Hamilton and myself Bobby Burton uh, to grade the horns uh the longhorns uh beating uh Houston uh, yesterday 31 uh, 24 Jerry uh, some good performances some poor performances uh it was a mixed bag overall for the longhorns
1: Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, a great start offensively. Um, I think uh, Houston might have uh, thought they could get away with some things defensively. Then they went to the three-high safety look after it looked like they may get run out of the gym, to use a basketball term. Um, And then uh, Dana Holgerson, offensive staff for Houston, made some adjustments, uh, really started uh, hitting Texas in some areas other teams have had success against Texas in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think they picked on some weaknesses that – uh, you and I both have, have described and talked about previously. Um, all right, uh, Jerry, let's let's go through it, and let's start with the quarterbacks because Quinn Ewers uh, on the day had a, had a nice day statistically, Jerry, uh, but, you know, when they went to that three-high safety look and he checked down so often, he was never getting to the intermediate ball, and Houston was putting just enough pressure on him and taking away his first read. He wasn't getting to his second and third
1: read. I'm not sure they ever really adjusted to that the whole game. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the the most surprising part of that game yesterday for me uh, versus U of H versus the Texas offense is how much pressure they got um, and how much they disrupted a little bit of of the passing game. Um, obviously, Quinn goes down with an injury. Uh, but uh I think that was the most surprising thing to me. I mean, being at the game, sometimes you can't get to those second third progressions if you're starting have already having to be moved this certain direction in the pocket. Um, so I, I think the uh, three high safety continues to be a uh, Rod Babers has put it out there, uh, plenty continues to be an issue for the Texas offense in general. Yeah, uh, on Mitchell having one catch for 14 yards against Houston. Uh, that is a bad sign of an, uh, that's a sign you had a bad offensive day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Quinn finished 23 of 29 for 211. Uh, two uh to uh, two TDs uh, at this uh, for the, for the day, but went out with that. Uh, what we believe at this point is a shoulder separation of some sort. They're expected to have an MRI today or tomorrow. Uh, we believe that's going to be today and give us an idea of exactly what's going on there. Uh, but Jerry, Um, How would you grade his performance uh, yesterday? I I felt like it was good. He started off 11 of 12, but then finished 23 of 29, uh, which means he went 12 of uh, basically 12 of 17 the rest of the way. It was a good performance, but I'm not sure he's seeing his second and third reads when he doesn't see the defense. He's not processing maybe as fast as you would want him to when a team's switching up defenses on him.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, I give him a I give him a B, a, a solid B. Uh, I mean, I, I think he uh, he he made the throws early in that game. He got out got Texas out to a twenty one nothing lead. He made some really good throws early in that game, uh, so it was big in helping Texas get out to that lead. Um, and you know, I think uh, yeah, he, he's a little slow with the footwork at times to get to the second or third progression. Um, You know, uh, U of H did a good job getting enough pressure on him as well. Um, And, uh, you know, Sark continues to have issues with the three high safety. Um, So i give him a solid B because I'm not sure I put all of it on him.
0: Yeah, and Malik Murphy came in 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 relief, completed one of two passes, was uh, way off on a third down through behind A.D. Mitchell downfield when he probably should have checked down and seen somebody at the markers. Uh, But it's his first time playing really. In a in a pressure situation, he did throw the the ball quickly to, to Jordan Whittington. That was a little high, but Whittington came down with it. Right. He led the team on a scoring drive. So the end of the day, you know i i would give I would give Quinn a B. Uh, I I think that the touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy may have been the prettiest pass uh, Quinn Ewers has thrown in his time at Texas. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so I think we need to uh, commend him for that. This episode of On Texas Football is brought to you by the Rodman Firm, P-L-L-C. Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial and residential and real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas. If you have any general needs in those uh, uh, categories, Tim and his group are the ones for you. They pride themselves in detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Tim's also a UT grad. Call Tim at 281 281- 343-3382 or visiting at rodmanfirm.com that's 281-343-3382 or visiting at rodmanfirm.com and they are statewide. Jerry, let's talk about running backs. Uh, we thought it was going to be a f- day of feast for for uh, Texas on, in the run game, but I tell you what that 335 also affected the run game after Jonathan Brooks uh, and Quinn Ewers got off the hot starts. They didn't really get back in the flow of things until the fourth quarter, uh, at least from a running perspective. Uh, Brooks finishing with 99 yards on on, uh, 20 carries, so average right at five yards a carry. Uh, Maybe C.J. Baxter had his coming out party a little bit because he ran like like we haven't seen yet, in my opinion, Uh, as a Texas Longhorn. He really got vertical, uh, and the touchdown run looked like – I mean, he just looked like a different back – Coming out of these injuries, uh, Savion Red, of course, uh, played a key role in the Red Cat. I, I, if I had to tell you something, I, I think that the running backs, even though when you were started off, I'm not so sure the running backs didn't have what was the saving grace
1: of the game uh, in that drive in the fourth quarter. No, I, I give the I give the running backs an A plus in this game. Uh, wow, and, that high. Yeah, here's why. Here's why I'm going A plus. Uh, Baxter and Brooks combined for 26 carries for 141 yards. I mean, that that's almost six yards a pop for those two guys. Savion Red comes in the game, does his job in short yardage. Cedric Baxter did a great job blocking for Savion Red. So you grade him on that. They caught 11 passes. There were a lot of check downs, takes what, take what the defense gives you against that three high safety. They caught 11 passes in that game combined. Uh, But Brooks had eight and Baxter had three. I thought the running backs absolutely did their job as well as could be asked. There were some pockets in the game where Texas didn't run the ball as well, but it's hard to put that on the running backs. I mean, they averaged just six yards a pop between uh, between, uh, Brooks and Baxter.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the Savion Red uh, situation. He had three attempts on short yardage and converted all three. All of them. Yeah, and so – Texas may have found something in short yardage. They need to find more uh, because Quinn Ewers, I'm just going to tell you Quinn Ewers on a quarterback sneak uh, against a team that gets lower, like Houston had shorter defensive linemen and, and very powerful. You you know, guys, you, that's just not happening. Jake majors does not get that kind of push. Hayden Connor does not get that kind of push and thinking they do. It is just uh, it's it's not it's a fallacy. And,
1: and Quinn's one hundred and ninety five, one hundred and ninety eight. Yeah, he's not moving
0: back. the pound. He's not, not moving, moving the pile. No. Yeah, I agree. So you look at it. I I I think that uh, I would give the running backs an A. Uh, maybe not an A plus, but uh, look, I mean, to your point, they certainly. I felt like they kind of saved the game for Texas. Yeah. Them in the offensive line uh, at the end of it uh, from an offensive perspective. All right, let's go to the receivers. They, were, they came out explosive. A.D. Mitchell put a move on his guy. Xavier Worthy caught the ball over his shoulder. Um, Jordan Whittington made some nice plays. Uh, but, Jerry, where were they in the middle part of the game? Quinn either couldn't find them. They were confused by the defenses that were being called. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's almost like they went missing for two quarters.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to give the group a solid – I guess B as a group. I thought they blocked a little better on the perimeter. I thought A.D.
0: Mitchell made a key block, by the way. We need to say this. A yeah. key block on a, a long Jonathan Brooks run.
1: Yep. That's and so. then on the perimeter stuff with Xavier Worthy in the quick game, I thought Texas did enough uh, from a blocking standpoint. Um, so I think A.D. Mitchell's making better effort as a blocker, right? And that's in a game where he only catches one ball. I mean, you know, so that's, a, that's to find the most curious thing is, He's too talented to have one catch of 14 yards against Houston. So, uh, but I thought they were solid. I mean, Xavier Worthy made people miss. Uh, he made the over-the-shoulder catch. Ad Mitchell's touchdown catch made a great play there, right, Keeping the getting the foot in bounds on a ball that had some, some mustard on it uh, going towards the sidelines. Um, Jordan Whittington, obviously, you know, that guy ran a lot of miles, did not put up any stats in the box score yesterday. Uh, so yeah. a lot of effort from those guys yesterday. Um, Whittington is always a blocker. We saw John Tay Cook a little bit, not enough, right? For him to really factor into what we're talking about here. I would go solid B because, you know, it, with and, until Sark speaks, you know, we don't truly know, you know, was it just the coverage and they couldn't figure it out? Um, or, or was there more to it? Yeah, I might go, I might be inclined to go
0: B plus. Uh, and I, I don't remember a single drop pass. Jordan Whittington made two two nice catches. One at his on the ground, laying on the ground, and then the Malik Murphy one way over his head, but he went up and got it. Those are passes he's dropped before.
1: Uh, I don't remember a single drop pass again, Jerry. No, I, I, I totally agree with that, and uh, I think that's a uh, very good sign for this the receiver core. Kind of, they have experience, but they're still growing up. I mean, when you can't when you can't look to Texas, okay, it's two games in a row they haven't had a drop. Of, of consequence at the wide receiver position. Uh, so they're they're They've come on from the beginning of the season for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Chris Jackson doing his job. Tight ends uh, mixed back here. Yeah, uh, Jatavian Sanders and Gunnar Helm. Uh, okay. In the passing game, Sanders, of course, coming back, looks good. N- not no, I- no real issue with this. Uh, uh, no lingering issue with his ankle. Uh, caught a ball downfield. Gunnar Helm caught one underneath, but man, they, they lacked in pass pro. Um, I I tell you what, the the Nelson Caesar treated JT Sanders the wrong way on pass pro. And it wasn't just JT, it was also Gunnar Helm. Uh, They they need some help. Uh, They're not strong enough to really take on those pass pros uh, right now. And I'm not sure they're doing a great job blocking in the run game either. Uh, Because when Texas uses Malik Ogbo in that run game, I think the tight end position gets infinitely stronger from a run blocking perspective that's not that's not that's natural since you're putting in an offensive lineman but really Texas needs more from them in the blocking game
1: yeah and that's that's why I'm going to go C plus for them as a group because um U of H can be had on the ground it's been proven people have done it all year U of H is 97th in the in the nation and rush defense coming into that game um and look i think the tight ends and the block like to your point bobby i think that's why i'm going c plus they had four catches for 42 yards that's a that's a decent output uh for the target numbers they had um but in the blocking game that was lacking yesterday a couple of penalties there maybe one's questionable but still had a couple of penalties there but they're just not getting enough in the run game to, to be a difference maker at that position totally no, I totally agree. agree and in pass pro i mean look when You're right. The Nelson Caesar, that was singled out a couple of times on on the telecast as well.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's go down to to the offensive line, Jerry. Uh, Boy, talk about a mixed bag. I mean, I guess inconsistency, Jerry, uh, starts up front. Um, They could not get a run game going. Was that because Houston had inserted this new defensive tackle against West Virginia? West Virginia had problems running the ball against Houston, too, once they inserted a new nose tackle. I wonder, Jerry, whether or not this is a this is going to be an issue for Texas uh, if Jake Majors is not fully healthy, Hayden Connor just not getting a push, uh, DJ Campbell looked great at times but then got bull rushed once, uh, Christian Jones got beat inside by a quicker, smaller defensive end, uh, Kelvin Banks had a, a I can list the negatives. I, I want to say this though, at the end of the day. Texas had to move the football in the fourth quarter and they did it on the ground and they yeah. did it behind the big guys and Malik Ogbo.
1: Yeah, they they did it on the ground and they did it with Malik Murphy in the game where Sark did not want to have to put the ball in his hands. Right. To win the game. Yep. Yep. So they came through when they had to uh, in that game for sure. But, yeah, it was a mixed bag. I think, you know, I, I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go C-plus offensive line. I mean, look, I I think there's – the Texas gave, what, three sacks. Quinn leaves that game injured, took some hits, right? Um, I I think not being consistent enough in the run game. Again, uh, U of H, not a good defensive team. I mean, there's no way to get around they're ranked 113 in the country. Now, whether they're 85 with the new nose guard or not, they're still not a good defensive football team. Um, I mean, West Virginia still put up – Over 500 yards against them, right? Uh, Two weeks ago, so uh, and Texas, walks out of there with I think what was it, 365 yards of offense. Yep. Um, So uh, I I will go C plus on the offensive line. I I think the uh, Texas desperately needs Caden Connor to be a more physical football player. It's not going to happen because he's down too far down the road. That doesn't. You don't flip that switch at this point. But they desperately need more physicality. At at left guard. Right.
0: And they couldn't do it. And I don't want to say this they couldn't do it at a time when Jake Majors lacks some physicality that he has because he's nursing an ankle injury. Right. Um, And so that combination, uh, Sark's one of Sark's bread and butter plays, Jerry, as you and I know, is the inside zone. Yeah. And two of the three key blockers in that inside zone are one of them is just not a great run blocker. The other one is hurt a little bit. So that, that negates that bread and butter play. Uh and so look, I I will I will add this. Uh when they needed them, uh they got it through the on the ground, literally. I mean that was a that was a big a big series. Texas put uh Houston behind the eight ball there. Uh went up by seven points at a time when Texas absolutely had to have it. All right, uh let's go on to the offensive grade overall. Uh this is where you and I need to um think about it and, and really discuss it because look, the first quarter you give them an A plus, right? Right. After that, you give them a D Uh, you know, they, they move the ball, what, two or three first downs and then, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion, Jerry, that, that I, I would go a solid C And, and that is the, that is a low grade. Okay. But they have to be more consistent. They can't be flummoxed for long periods of the game. And that's absolutely what they were on Saturday. Um, they went from the middle of the second quarter until the fourth quarter before they even really started being able to move the ball again. And even then, they couldn't really move it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 I go with a C overall. So the sum of the parts is lower than the individual grade. I just didn't think they. I don't. I don't think they had an understanding of when they went to the three high safety look, what they needed to do. Uh, Houston surprised them with that a little bit. I think what Rod Baber said in the post game is exactly correct. The rest of the way, Texas needs to prep for three high safety. Yeah,
1: everybody's going to look. And, it and the best the teams that run awesome. the teams that run it best are still on the schedule. That's yes. uh, Rod's point. I mean, Iowa State, the best defensive team Texas will face. That's a road game. Um, and they they are very good in that. Um, obviously TCU runs it. Uh, we'll see what they they've had tackling issues, but um, I, I go D plus because D plus. Oh, wow. yeah, I mean three. Look, U of H is still the 113 ranked defense in the country, and you put you you put up 360 yards um, in a four quarter football game at 5.2 yards a play. When on the season, you've been averaging the second most yards per play for a Texas team since 2005 national championship team. So they were considerably less yards per play yesterday against Houston for the game. And if you take out the first quarter, I'm guessing their yards per play without looking at the stats was in the threes. 3.9, 4.0 per play. And against the bad defensive team, that does not get it done. No. Texas, Texas if Texas had a good day offensively yesterday, they'd have scored 40 plus points. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, that sponsor is uh, Tim Rodman of the Rodman Group. Uh, if you have a needs from an attorney uh, that is specializes in business law, uh, so anybody that that if, you, if it's house, uh, uh, commercial real estate, anything like that, give Tim and his group a call. Uh, they are committed to providing elite service for their clients. Uh, they want to serve your needs, business, commercial, residential, real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas. Tim's a Texas grad. He and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. That's rodmanfirm.com, 281-343-3382. Jerry, let's go to defense now. Uh, The Longhorns, uh, mixed bag again. They come out, stop Houston three straight times with just one first down. Uh, then the second quarter happens, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, in the secondary in particular, uh, the, the Cougars found something they liked against the Longhorns and couldn't – the Longhorns looked helpless. I mean, they looked absolutely helpless on defense for for three quarters – or for two quarters of that game before they kind of flipped the switch midway through the third, thankfully. Uh, and got it under control what are your thoughts on the defensive line as a whole they, they they did some good things they they sacked the quarterback but they didn't provide routine pressure you know they they stopped the run I mean Houston only rushed for what 14 yards or something like that
1: all game yeah yeah, they, they, yeah. I mean from it's that not it's not the defensive line in rush defense this right probably. right yeah I what mean you look, think at the defensive line yeah, Alfred Collins had a sack. Ethan Burke had a sack, but he's not healthy. I mean, that one of my big takeaways is there. Alfred Collins was obviously on the field after the game. He left the game in the fourth quarter. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to hear Monday talk about the injuries on defense, first of all. Um, you know, I think that defensive line, I mean, Ethan Burke's playing hard. He got his third sack of the year. He, You know, but Texas lacks, again, they lack that one guy off the edge that they can just terrorize. And Nelson Caesar, somebody that you have to – you say, ooh, if I leave my tight end on him one-on-one and he doesn't get the job done, we're going to get sacked. I mean, there's just not that guy on the edge for Texas right now on the defensive line. I think as a whole against the run, yeah, they they played very well. Um, they uh, Like you said, I think it was 14 yards rushing, 19 attempts. You take that all day on the road against the Power 5 team. Now you factor in some sack yardage into that. Uh, but still, U of H had to go empty because they couldn't run the ball. That, that that was one of the adjustments. They knew they when they figured out, okay, we can't run the ball, period, against Texas. Um, and Texas was spying. You know, they, they, had, they went to a lot of empty, right? So the Texas defensive line against the run forced Dana Holgerson to make an adjustment um, in that game. And then that's where the issues crept in for Texas. So Texas defensive line, I'm going to give them a – I'm going to give him a B-plus in this game because if you hold an opponent to less than a yard per carry on the road against a Power 5 team and you force an offensive-minded coach to make an adjustment into what he's doing offensively, you've done your job. Now, they've got to get better pass rush. But I I just don't – I'm not sure it's going to happen. Yeah, who's it going to come from? No. Because I – Look, uh,
0: Barrett Sorrell, by the way, I thought played well and played hard against a first-round pick. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought that there were a couple of times that, that holding could have been called against U of H, and uh, they did the, the refs. Even though there's two of them back there now, they they kept their hand their their flags in the pocket yeah. uh, a little too much on that. All right, um, linebackers, uh, another mixed bag for me. Um, look, Jalen Ford knows where he's supposed to be. I'm not sure another linebacker in pass coverage knows exactly where they're supposed to be on every play. Yeah. Those crossing routes, uh, some of them were on the safeties. I definitely believe that some of them were on linebackers that should have stayed home. Some of them were, uh, There's a fourth down completion late in the game where David Benda stopped running to the side because he wanted to stay back. Somewhere. My point is that right now, I think they're lost in space. That's other than Jalen Ford, I really don't know that Texas has a second linebacker that has a real feel for what they're doing. The second best one and the one that's most productive is actually Anthony Hill, and he's clearly the youngest. Now, he is a baller, so don't get me wrong. But uh, he, he still is trying to figure out exactly where he's supposed to be in pass defense.
1: Well, and, and that's what we talked about when Anthony Hill's coming out of high school. I mean, this is, this is part of his learning curve, and it's not going to happen for me this year. It, it's going to be more of a next year thing for him. Is He's been a downhill, sea ball, hit ball player because he is great at it. I mean, he is high, high end at that. Uh, coming out of high school, you said, okay, where's the area he has to work on? He, he, it's it's pass coverage because he's so good playing downhill that why are you going to ask him not to do that at, at the high school level, right? So to be an all-around linebacker, he's got to get a lot more comfortable in pass coverage, got to get better eyes, better recognition. But again, seven games into his true freshman year, it's going to be year two before I think you start to see some uh, – that become more comfortable for him um you know c- senior david bendez just not that's just not a guy that's put that on the board uh, at, at texas so why why should we expect it in, in in his in his final season um so linebacker grade overall i'm going to go c minus there i mean i i think that look there's two areas to I don't forget forward. about the sack fumble from ford. Yes yeah, he he had that so i mean may, maybe c maybe solid c but Look, I mean, teams are attacking Texas in the passing game at linebacker and at safety.
0: Yeah, the crossing routes are just
1: yeah. They, they they have no feel. I I will say we saw the most liberal
0: use to date of Maurice Blackwell yeah. in this game. And he was clearly being used as a spy primarily against Donovan Smith. So, uh his his uh, in his defense, for lack of a better term, he was more preoccupied with the QB run game than he was throwing of, of, uh, of that, but they have to, they have to have a little bit of smarts about it uh, as well. All right. Hey, uh, Jerry, I don't, I don't argue with a C plus at linebacker, even though they did cause the fumble. Uh, I, I just feel like they've got, they've got one true linebacker right now. Another one that's on the come and the other two are just, they're trying. They're just not getting it done all the way. The secondary is going to be a different grade for me. Uh, it was a mash as one of my friends uh, said to me yesterday. It was a mass unit at the end of that game. Not only did Terrence Brooks go out with a stinger, but uh, Gavin Holmes went out. Uh, Ryan
1: Watts has been out. Jalen Catalan didn't even make the trip. Yeah. Uh, Jade Barron, they didn't want to play until they had to play him. Yeah, I mean, they didn't, he didn't before, play the first half. I was told before the game he didn't practice all week. They had him in the precautionary boot a couple of days. So they did not plan to play him yesterday until they said, oops, we have to.
0: Yeah, and it, and, it, and that was
1: before the injuries happened, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And so you're looking at all that, and I'm I'm Jalen Gilbo saw it. His his most action. He 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 missed a receiver on a on a crossing route on a late communication. I, I've I've got the feel right now that Texas has issues on the back end communicating because they're playing so many different guys, and a Keaton Crawford, for example, is getting lost in coverage. He's not, he, I mean, he gave up a touchdown path, gave up, uh, actually gave up two touchdown passes, I believe. I, I just have a feel right now that they're trying to force guys onto the field that just aren't, I mean, Keaton's, he's a, a great Longhorn, all that other stuff. He just has problems in coverage. And when you play a, a team that's going five wide, what else are you doing other than being in coverage? Yeah. Right. And so, at that point you have to make a decision i think and maybe maybe they're trying to spell guys i mean I, but uh it's it's definitely an issue right now coverage no season. it's
1: definitely an issue i mean look at the end of the day Houston had, you know it was 32 of 46 through the air 8.2 uh per per yards per attempt um and it's it's too they're two not hey, Jerry, i want to say this yeah. they're they're not
0: picking on the corners they're no. picking on the safeties
1: yeah, they're attacking the middle of the field. Middle of the field, middle of the field or getting safeties in a spot where they can they can challenge their speed or lack thereof. Or Keaton Crawford is a hell of a special teams player, he's just not a safety. And I mean, and they're going to if they if somebody can attack Keaton Crawford and make in and, and attack his eyes, they're attacking his eyes every time. And, and when I say eyes, you have to have eyes to play safety. And, and he's just not a safety. Um, so yeah, I mean i I give this group a a D minus. Yeah, I I, I think I mean, they almost
0: cost Texas the game. I think the addition of Jody Barron got them back on the right track. Right. And uh, to be fair, after the first drive of the second half for Houston, U of H only scored three points the rest of the way. Yeah. So they did something that that got I mean they, Michael Taft. With the pressure up the middle caused uh, some. They went to a single high safety. He had an interception in the end zone, which is key. They started tackling better. Derek Williams tackled particularly well, I thought. Um, Jaron Thompson is not getting people down at the point of contact. He got run over a little bit, but uh, I I do not think this is a
1: corner problem. I think this no. is a I think this is a safety issue. Uh, and, by, and by the way, uh, to you know to give Texas some love here because it sounds bad. They want a football game. Uh, U of H they didn't score because they couldn't run the ball. Yes. So when they got in situations where you have to run the ball, they couldn't do it against Texas. So te- by Houston not scoring, it wasn't because the secondary stopped them from scoring. It's because when Houston got in the situations where they had to run the ball, they knew they couldn't run the football effectively.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. They only tried 19 times. Yeah.
1: I Which mean, is an okay. extremely, extremely low number for 65 snaps.
0: All right. Um, I want to say one other thing real quick uh, about this. What do you give the the defense as a whole, Jerry? That that twenty one point barrage, for lack of a better term, was an eye opener of just how convoluted and bad. And Rod makes a point at this. Their two minute defense is in shambles right now. Yeah. In my opinion, that's the real problem. When they can play in the middle quarters and get their they they seem to get them, their bearings. But the two minute offense, man. They are just, they're not good right now, and they've got to do something about it, whether it's communication, whether it's scheme. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say, but I, I actually give, I, look, holding Houston to right at 400 yards is okay, actually. They only scored, Houston only scored 10 points in the second half. Um, I, I it, Big stop at the end of the game. And, and I want to say this, I didn't, I didn't mention this. That stinger that Terrence Brooks went out on, a lot of people don't remember this, but he stuck that guy yes, on the 11-yard line. He did not get the first down, making it third and one. Yeah. Next play, the controversial whether or not it was a first down run. Right, And then fourth down, he comes off the field. Jade Barron takes his place at corner. Yeah. So my point to you, Jerry, is even that little play by Terrence Brooks, those things do add up uh, and, and are meaningful. I, I feel like the defense showed a spine. Yes. Uh, which was really important to me personally. Like you have to, you have to bow up at some point. Right. Um, at the same time, boy, they've got a lot of work ahead of them. I would give them a B minus C plus. I
1: think B sounds too good. C plus maybe. Yeah. yeah I, I would, I was going to go see the C plus. I mean, at the end of the day, look, I mean uh, they gave up six yards per play on average. I mean, that was the average. Um, and you know, whether U of H should be been called for penalties or not, they had a huge 15-yard penalty that stopped a drive and resulted in a field goal. So while Texas only gave up 10 points in the second half, one of that was a probably self-inflicted by U of H, which does happen. Uh, but six yards per play, um, you know, look just that, the fact that you can't get pressure with your front and that puts you into situations where you have to make decisions, decisions you don't want to make, because you know your safeties are liabilities in coverage, and teams are going to attack that and your linebackers. Um, That's tough. And the other point I want to make, when it was 21-0, U of H got hope because they were kind of pinned a little deep, and Texas rolled out, I believe, seven backups. You can't do that. You can't just free-range do that against big no, no. I mean, you know, they they had Keaton Crawford. I think got a bad series there. Oh, whether now maybe Terrence Brooks passed off the guy to Taff when he shouldn't have on the touchdown. Uh, but that they had too many backups in the game at that point in time, where U of H had no hope. They were getting physically whipped in that game, um, and, and I thought that was just that was not the situation for me uh, to make those wholesale the uh, wholesale rotations at that point in the game on the road against the power five team. Um I'm going to go, I'm going to go C minus. Got it. I, I yeah. just, you know, it's, they're just, they, they continue to Keaton Crawford, a great Longhorn, hell of a special teams player, but that's just being hard headed. He's not. A yeah.
0: I'm not sure Terrence Brooks was supposed to pass him. I think I, after watching it a second time last night, I think it was uh, it was Keaton Crawford that's supposed to keep running. That's kind of what it looked like
1: for me. Yeah, and so being there at the game. Look,
0: I I don't mind. I think Texas fans, when you give them a C minus on defense, I don't think they're saying, "No, Jerry, you're being too hard." I think I was. They're going to say, "No, Bobby, you were being too gracious." All right, so let's go to special teams. Uh, Another mixed bag, Jerry. They allow the big return. They fake field goal for some reason uh, and come up short. At the same time, they cover reasonably well. Bert Auburn hits what he's supposed to hit. Um, they get a couple good, ret- a couple good returns from Keelan Robinson. Finally, I mean, look, I think they they held Houston neutral, is the best I can put. Say, Bert, uh, excuse me, Ryan Sandburn actually punted well. Oh, tremendous, Cougar, yeah, the Houston Cougar punter did not necessarily punt right. punt well, so. Add all that together, Jerry. I I just give them a, a C plus B minus um, because I thought I felt like it was a neutral game
1: for them. Yeah, I, I'm going higher there. I'm going uh, I'm going B B plus actually on that because um, Malik Fleming really good punt returner. I think he had three for 14. They really limited him in the punt return game. Uh, again, we we knock Keaton Crawford as a safety and coverage whale well of a special teams player now. Um, whale of a special teams player. Uh, he will be missed on special teams next year. But Ryan Sanborn, a uh, great job punting it. Bert Auburn made his only field goal. Um, the, You know, I, I should probably ding him more for Burt Auburn being the guy on the fake field goal necessarily, but but the one I don't want to ding him too bad on is Matthew Golden and Fleming are as good of a combo return guys as Texas is going to face. I mean, they're really good. I mean, they, Matthew Golden had two kickoff returns for touchdowns this season, headed into that game. Malik Fleming had a touchdown called back against West Virginia. I mean, he's a talented pump returner. So I thought their coverage units were really good. I mean, Golden's going to make a play. Uh, Six kickoffs, four for touchbacks. So I thought I thought they did their job pretty well. And again, I'm just I'm impressed, so impressed with their punt coverage because I do think they're flipping field. Um, and, and, and thankfully, I mean Ryan Sanborn was probably the biggest portal addition because he saved the defense flipping the field. There, I mean I, I really, I, it would be worrisome if they had a punter that punted like U of H did yesterday. Got it. Uh, all right. Uh, what
0: did, What do you give them? You gave them a
1: grade. You said C or B plus? No, I, went B plus. I went B plus. I'm going to change. It. I'm going to go solid B just because of the fake field goal. But I just, you know, I think U of H is talented in the return game. And I think they won special teams handily yesterday.
0: All right. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, thanks again to Tim Rodman, our sponsor of the Rodman Firm, PLLC. Uh, Jerry, uh, this has been our edition of uh, Grading the Horns. Uh, we'll be back tonight at seven o'clock with the live stream as well. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton, and I want to say this: Texas is six and one. Yes, we can critique the Longhorns while also recognizing they're six and one for the first time in a long time, guys. They're going into BYU. They've got some time to get some things right. Hopefully, they also get healthy on defense in particular. All right, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been on Texas football.